Hey there, and welcome to a Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I have Tracy Brown in the house. And I got to tell you, you may not know her, but she might know something about you. She was named by Time Magazine as one of the top nation's deception detection experts. She trained alongside our country's top law enforcement, and she is a frequent television guest and author of How to Detect Lies, Fraud, and Identity Theft. And her fraud spotting learning platform is something that she's going to be sharing a little bit about with us today. She is also about to launch a TV show around uncovering fraudulent behavior. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the business bootcamp, which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So this is so exciting. I have to tell you, Tracy, I have, I literally was thinking about you a couple days ago and I thought, when am I interviewing her? How come it hasn't been scheduled yet? And now you are here and we are doing this. Oh, I love it. Thank you for having me on. This is fantastic. Tracy, you're so cool. Like you are, you are what everyone would love to be doing, or at least me. I think it's the coolest thing ever. (laughs) And I've been so excited to get to the nitty gritty on how you do it, what key takeaways, but the show is not just about like the Nancy Drew and everything, you know, behind Nancy Drew. It is about the relaunches that have made you who you are and where you are today and the silver linings behind it. And so I always love to open up the floor to you to be able to share with us your biggest relaunch that has brought you to where you are today. Oh man, (laughs) well, let's, they've all been big for me and let's, let's go back. And I think we talked about this when we chatted um, a couple of weeks ago. So the, this pandemic was pretty huge for me um, in that, and, and, and I had, the, I had the attitude going in because the, the, on, on the surface, 
I want to say this right on the surface, it was devastating um, because I am mostly a keynote speaker and I travel to conferences to, to speak. And um, when you can't get together, it turns out there's not a lot of conferences. And so my schedule just wiped itself clean back in March. And uh, after working for so many years to be to get that schedule, that was, that was pretty devastating. Um, but I knew, and I learned this in 2008 with the recession, that if I kept my eyes open and um, if, if I just paid attention to what the universe laid in front of me, there would be a huge opportunity that I would be able to jump on. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I knew uh, one other guiding principle, and that is that I wanted to be better positioned coming out of the pandemic than I was going in. And that I knew I wanted to do more TV. And that so that was, that's so all great. I knew. All well, I, knew. I, I love what you're saying because yes, you literally were, were putting together the relaunch process in your mind about like, how can I make this a positive for me coming mm -hmm. out of this? Because as you said this, I, I really want to... Um, make sure that people realize that people who are on stages, you lost not only that last year and a half, but people were very reticent about booking anything in the future too. Yeah. So it's not like when everything opens up, boom, you are, you know, everything is filled and your schedule is full for the next year. You got to rebuild, re redesign your entire future. And then oh, as yeah. you said, you know, you, you kept your, you pay, you kept my eyes open and you paid attention mm -hmm. and, and what, what came to you? Well, I started a podcast because I realized I knew how to detect a lie. Cause I'm a body language expert. That's super easy for me. Um, it's something I've trained to do, right. It's become easy. Uh, but, uh, I, 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 I knew, I started a podcast because I knew how to detect a lie. I didn't know how to run a scam. And so I, I love uh, that. I didn't know how to run a scam. <laughs> I didn't know. And so, so I, uh, I just, just, I wanted to see who would talk to me. And I found some of the world's most notorious criminals. Uh, most of them that I talked to have gone to the good side. Um, not all of them. Most, and, most and, of them, not all of them, <laughs> most of them. Um, so I started talking to them and I started talking to cops and investigators and people who've been defrauded. And I mean, uh, uh, amazing, amazing stories. And these stories kind of started to pile up and people would tell me stories after my keynotes. And, and I just thought, man, these stories are amazing. They're so good. What, what could I do with these stories? And I remember I said, I wanted to do more TV. So I got a call from someone who heard my podcast, old client of mine, hadn't talked to her in probably 15 years. And I had forgotten she was very, very wealthy. And, and she goes, hey, what would you do with $100,000? I love what I love your podcast. I love what you're up to. Do you need an investment? And my first thought was, no, this is a weird business to get an investment in now. And then I remember driving around and I thought, you know what? maybe I'll get that TV show idea back out again. And because I had one, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and kind of worked on it a little bit and it didn't really go anywhere. I got it back out and looked at it and I was like, oh, it didn't go anywhere because it sucks. And, and, and I, this is what I love about Tracy. And this is what we had so much fun last time we had a conversation. You call it the way it is. I mean, yeah. yes here. You're like, you know what? It sucked. Bad idea, bad news. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It was not good, but- 
I kind of re I revamped it re I, I threw it away and, and kept like one concept is that it needs to be all about lie detection and it needs to have a story and so I was like huh maybe maybe I could do something with this and so I I had the story I wanted to use for the for a pilot and um and I, I talked to some friends. I was like, should I take this money? What should I do? And here's the problem is, as soon as you take money, you're beholden to someone. And, oh, amen. And you're, <laughs> you're also, uh, no doubt. You, you need a plan to pay it back. And um, I didn't want either of those because I didn't know how I could pay it back. I don't know, like, to even, even if I was certain I could get on the air somehow, I don't even know how much money that is, right? <laughs> and so... Um, I had no clue. And so I ended up not taking the money. Kudos to you because so many people think, oh, they want to give me money. I should take it Mm -hmm. and you're off to the races. But then you get that money. And as you said, you're beholden to them. And if they have a different idea on the direction, they start to change it. They modify it. And next thing you know, Mm -hmm. you're creating something that isn't your vision at all. It's somebody else's. Well, there's that. And there's just flat out, how are you going to pay back? Just flat out. Cause it is easy to spend money on video production. I'll tell you that for (laughs) sure. And, um, but I, but I started making some calls and, and I ended up, uh, finding a writer in Hollywood and I talked to a crime writer in Hollywood, talked her into working with me and um she's emmy nominated she's uh she's been a executive at hbo like she's the real deal and i just love her to death and um we came and and i was just like you know what i think i have to do this like i had to do it for a few reasons like because in hollywood you don't always have to shoot a pilot like ideally you want someone else to shoot a pilot or to, to, to film it right to pay for it but with how nuanced body language is, I was like, people are going to need to see this for one. For two, I needed my own footage for my keynotes, right? Mm-hmm. And also I needed something because I was going so crazy without being on the road, without moving forward in my business. And, and it gave me this whole new thing to focus on. So, so I went for it and um, it took me from about this time like when I found my writer from about, about this time last year till last January, when I had, when I had it, I had the, the pilot that, that we needed. And I was able to get the sizzle reel, like, like you saw. And so, um, I standing by the way, I love, <laughs> but before you even got the sizzle reel, you have written a book. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have been doing this for a long time. It's just now you're going into entertainment. TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's really the culmination of everything that I've, that oh. I've done is to put together this, this TV, this TV show, you know, that came from this little podcast idea that came from the whole idea of me flipping, like turning, calling lie detection, fraud prevention. It turns out they pay you a lot more when you, when you get the terminology just right. And, mm. and so it's all these things. And anyway, we're working on selling the show in Hollywood right now. And, um, and it's, it's called truth lies and cover-ups. And so people can do a search or I can give you the link and you can see the sizzle reel and, um, and that, that's been my, definitely put the sizzle reel in the show notes. Absolutely. No doubt. So you'll be able to go to the relaunchco.com and it will be there for everybody to see. Cause I was just, I'm like, absolutely. I mean, this is one of those, like, 
Oh, get it out there soon. Intrigue, you know, you got all everything that people want, suspense, you know. And let's go into what everyone really is so fascinated about, which is how do you detect a lie? Oh, so the um there's there's a couple ways to do it. The one real easy way is that when you ask someone a direct yes or no question, you got to believe the body first, take the words with a grain of salt. So so if, uh, if you ask me a question like, um, it, whatever it is, and I said, uh, oh, um, I would never do that. <laughs> do you see that? See, I'm, I'm nodding yes. My body's nodding yes. Yeah. So for those that are not watching the video over in YouTube, she is doing one of those head nods, but the opposite of what yes is. She's doing the, the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the body language and the words don't match, you got a hot spot. It's real easy for a yes, a direct yes or no question. When it gets longer than that, well, let, let's go back to the direct yes or no. If I shook my head no like this and said, um, you can ask me anything. <laughs> do you see how it interesting and that yeah. why does it let me ask you something why does it do that why why like i could sit there and say yeah you know i'm really interested really in interested that. in that yeah. and i'm nodding my head no like why why does that you know in our body do that it's just hard it's hardwired into us uh it, since since we were since we were little bitty that shaking your head means no right like even when your mom tries to give you a bite of food you're like mm, no right mm-hmm. so it uh it's just hardwired into us now diff- different cult- in in uh, like asia they do it different right but that's how it is here western us or uh, western culture right so um so that's so always believe the body first take the words with a grain of salt and um for longer um uh, answers that that you need what it, it takes a little bit more time not much but you need to get a baseline for people and and we all have a normal way we behave and what happens is when when we get into cognitive overload when we're lying um because the brain's doing too much trying to keep up with the situation and create more story and add feeling and add emotion and add time and all these things body language falls off the plate so so during a pointed conversation about something that could be potentially incriminating uh when the body language shifts dramatically uh that that can lead lead to deception that 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 can show deception so what we always hear when you know or i have always heard with kids if they don't look you in the eye they're lying well again that that goes back to a that goes back to a baseline situation some of us have a look to talk rule and, and what do we do? Because when we're young, we learn, you look your father in the eye, young lady, right? And, and some of us don't, like, I, I do not have that, right? I've been looking all over this whole time. And so if I started to look you directly in the eye all the time with, my, with every word of the conversation, for one, it's insanely hard for me to do just when I try to do it. But um, it, that's, a, that's a shift in baseline. So you want to compare people to themselves, not to like a wives tale that, uh, th- that, that you may have heard so out. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that like, first and foremost, you need to look to see what is their, as you said, baseline when they're just talking, when they're just, you know, discussing things with you to see what they're doing. And then when you start to ask the questions, then if there's some, you know, shiftiness, then, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what I talk about in my book is all the things you can look for that, that can shift things from blink rate, blink weight. Um, like, are they, how are they crossing their arms? Like all, how are they sitting? What's their feet doing? Like all these little things you can, you can start to, to look for. And because here's the deal, um, Hillary, most of us are paying so much attention to ourselves. We're just not paying attention to what's going on outside us. And people are screaming at you all the time, exactly what's going on, exactly what they're going to do next. And, um, it's up to you to see it. And most of us just don't. So, um, really what I like to do, especially in my keynotes is just raise people's sensory acuity. And that's how much they're paying attention to what goes on outside of them. So how do you raise somebody's acuity sensory? Oh, um, well, I don't want to give it away too much, but um, give us a little, just give us a little bit of something we can take away. Um, well, in my, in my uh, talks, I'll, I'll bait them into it, it with prizes and things like that, like for things that, that they, that they don't uh, want to miss. Right. And, but the easiest way to do it is just get a buddy and, and close your eyes and and make a picture of your buddy in your head and then open your eyes and see what you got right and see what you got wrong uh like from the color of their shirt to how their hair is to what kind of jewelry are they wearing so like how are they sitting what's in front of them the whole thing it's really hard to do it's really hard to do and in 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 some, some groups are better at it than others like the ones in the people business are better like real estate agents and uh, I just spoke, I think I told you at the bowling proprietors association, people business, right. Um, the, uh, financial average, people, let me, let me ask you on average, what can people remember about that buddy closing your eyes? How many things could they remember? Well, you know what? I don't have the stats on that as far as in my talks. Um, and that would be a good one to get, but they, they, say, they say you can remember, they say you can remember seven plus or minus two things. So five to nine things yeah. you can remember, uh, but with attention, you can pay attention to however many you want. So good. That is, you know, cause you always wonder, and I shared with you my story where when I first met this guy that ended up investing in one of my companies, when I first met him, I had the hair on the back of my neck, just stand up. And my intuition was on, you know, it was like a fire alarm going off in my head, you know, run, get out of here. You do not want to do business with this guy. Get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Situations happened. And even though I had been guaranteed he would not be involved, boom, he got involved. Um, but is there a way, like, do you ever, I'd like, I'd love to understand how do you, how do you merge what you know with intuition and like what I was feeling, like the feeling versus these specifics. Like, do you ever do that? Or is it, is it very much like these are the clues that are coming out, you know, like you said about, you know, baseline cognitive mm -hmm. area. So what I do is put some science behind the hunches that you have, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and you had a hunch and you didn't follow it and then you ended up paying for it. Um, and I know it was traumatic and drawn out and long and, um, probably something you really wish never had to happen. Right. Um, now, but even you did your best to like circumnavigate around it, but it still came back at you. Right. So, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta follow a hunch and 
and then you, you can look for the clues to, cause here's the deal. There's a reason to do business with anyone. There's a reason not to do business with, with anyone that, that you see. And um, what I do is give you the signs so that you can have more empirical data than just hmm, there's something about it, right? There's something about that guy. So that's what I love. Um, I love that. As you said, science behind the hunches, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that, yeah, we have these intuitive hits or we have that gut feel, but then you put down like, Hey, here are the things that you should actually be really thinking about. Like, as I'm nodding my head. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's the way you should be doing it. Okay. So awesome. Awesome. I love all that. Now you did say something really interesting when you first started and you said, when you rephrased what you actually did, it took off. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, I was calling, uh, uh, cause I'm a body language expert and I started out doing, bo- I'm a body language expert. Great. Guess what? Uh, body language experts are a dime a dozen. We, we are. Um, and anyone who's read like three articles in Cosmo and uh, about body language can call themselves a body language expert, right? Um, and so then I started focusing on lie detection uh, more. And, um, and so I, uh, like that was better. It was better. Uh, and, and then I, I started working with someone who says, Hey, you need to be in a category of one. And she came up with this. She's like, how about you're the fraud busting body language expert? Right. So all of a sudden I went from just run of the mill to like fraud busting body language expert. Like that sounds interesting. Right. And it sounds like I solved big, pro- whoop, sorry, solve big problems. And, um, uh, that is, I love what you just said, because you go from, this body language expert. All right. Yeah. And, and, you know, you could say you're a coach, you mm-hmm. could say, you know, all these different things. And there, as you said, dime a dozen tons of them out there, blah, blah, blah. How do you differentiate yourself? Mm-hmm. And the way you did it is, Hey, how can I be a category of one? And you came up with fraud busting body language expert. Yeah. I mean, at that point you're like, yeah. Okay. So tell me what you do when you're fraud busting. Tell me how, what's your process? Well, mostly like, um, I'll do video review and, and, you know, I, I do work a lot on fraud. Let's let, before we talk about what I do, let's go back. Cause I'm not done talking about that right. fraud busting. Cause, cause I think what happens in, in business, at least with keynote speakers, um, uh, the, the ones who are kind of finding their footing and, and even some of the more ones that are get booked more, um, it's important to solve a problem that people know they have. And, and that and that sounds silly and it sounds trite to even have to say that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have information that is great and we want to put it out there and we're like, this is this is great. If you have to convince people that they have the problem, then you solve it. You are uh, you are doing three or to four times the amount of work that you need to do. And there is a line item at the bottom of every balance sheet at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year that says fraud. And so if I can tie myself to that, then all of a sudden I'm much more valuable. So um, the, the more you can do that, because that's, that's what business is about, is solving people's problems, right? Uh, and the more you can solve their specific problem, the more that they will pay you. So, so there's that. Um, now, uh, what do I do? When, so mostly what I do is, is help people um, learn the signs for themselves. So, cause I can't be everywhere at, at all times. Um, and, and it helps in, uh, interviewing and negotiations and all, all sorts of things. Um, 
investigations, um, sales, you, you name it, right? To know more about whoever's across from you is worth, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Uh, now to do that, um, I have an online platform that, uh, well, I do keynotes, right? And that's, and that's great. Uh, I have an online platform that people use like after the, when they want to know more and it's, it's just a little bitty short video, self-paced. It's super cool. Um, and I, you know, I do work on investigations when they come in. Um, some of them are fraud. Some of them are not lately. I've had a couple child sex abuse cases come in and, and I do a lot of video review um, with, with that and, and, uh, do opinion letters and things like that, that actually have a legal, um, weight to them and are used in cases and things. So, uh, but, but that's been anywhere from, like I said, child, child sexual abuse to, uh, gosh, I worked on a rape case, a California water law case, uh, politics. Uh, I try to not do, I accidentally got sucked into one of those. I won't, do that again um because <laughs> people are just nasty and crazy and um i had to tell my client that he he was the one that was nuts um and it wasn't the other guy uh so <laughs> you know um yeah you said something about you know court and you're you're identifying these videos and everything is it do they can they use what you're saying in court? I mean, is this now scientifically like, yeah, that's what's happening? I mean, is there enough data out there that it is admissible in court? Not admissible. Um, and, and neither is a polygraph test, right? Because yeah. so, yeah. there's variability in, in both the practices. Um, but I can inform the case. And um, the thing is, even if, if a jury gets a report from me and it's like, they have the report in their hands, but then it's struck, they still have the report in their hands and that can still influence. Right. So, um, so that'll happen, but also I'll inform lawyers, uh, where to dig more, like there's more information here. You need to go find it like that, that kind of thing. So, um, anyway, yeah, th those are, those are some of the some of the ways that people use me oh, and yeah. like I do it sometimes it's not the meat of of what I do but um but I think it's important when I do do it so one of my favorite parts as we you know kind of come to an end here with our interview is I love to ask rapid fire questions and so you are creating this tv show you're going to have is it it's dramatizations you're going to take stories and then Put them into your your series or your an yeah it's it's a scripted drama mm -hmm. yeah so what is the craziest one that you've heard so far can you give us a little detail just a, a little uh, uh yeah yeah the craziest one there was a lot of fraud that happened in the pandemic and it's so it's so simple and so brazen that <laughs> I love that you're like cracking yourself up right now, like crazy. I'm like, oh my. So there were people out there offering during the pandemic, you know, because your money's dirty, right? To set your cash out on your porch and they would come take it and clean it for you and bring it back. No. <laughs> yes. No. And it, and it worked. It worked. Um, Okay. I have not heard that. That is, that is unbelievable. 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 Yeah. 
oh so that's that's the that's the because so you know they took it they did one of the three steps <laughs> that is so crazy okay so another question mm. what has been the biggest fraud episode for yourself for myself well uh i uh i grew up racing bikes with uh lance armstrong so there you go right out of the block there uh, a lot of, we all knew something was going on with him um we mm. all knew it uh and when i say all i mean all the people racing um knew it and uh you know it only took 20 years for him to come clean about all this performance enhancing drug use but yeah he was he was the one you know you just you knew something was going on but you didn't know what and you didn't know um uh but you knew you knew it was no good so yeah that was my it just happened to be the biggest fraud in all of sports <laughs> and you were right there you were right there right aware. there yeah i read his book um what his first one it's not about the bike and i uh I was, I was there for the, I don't know, the first quarter or half of the book and a lot of those scenes, you know, I didn't make the, the, uh, text, but I, I just remember thinking I was reading it. I was like, hmm, I don't remember it that way. <laughs> you know, so. That's really funny. So yeah. let me ask you, when you think about, um, something that hasn't come out yet, is there an area that you're like, oh, it's coming? Like this is going to be blown sky high. Oh, like a, like, like an area of business that's, yeah, it's that's so fraught right now that no one knows about. Um, oh, you know what? I don't have anything like that that I'm comfortable talking about because people would get in trouble. Um, I, I so, understand that. Yeah, I better. No, I get Take that. The I was, fifth on that. Yeah, I was I was pushing it. Yeah, now, no, I appreciate it. I do, but I can't uh, do it. Okay, so I'm going to ask it a different way. Okay, okay. As cybersecurity mm -hmm. comes more intensive and things are happening mm -hmm. online, how can we use your body expert services when things are you know getting into the high tech world, or, or can we not? Um, I'll tell you, uh, the, I'll tell you what is very concerning to me are these, um, deep fake videos. And I, uh, I was working with a cybersecurity guy, just a friend of mine. And, um, he made some up and I could not tell the difference. I could, I could so tell us more about deep fake videos. Um, well, it's where, uh, and, and we, we've seen some of them, uh, come out that have kind of went viral, like, like where Nancy Pelosi looks drunk, right? saying whatever she says or you know the the way it gets um the reason it's problematic is because uh well the way social media is right now you give everyone a microphone and then all the crazies get together and and mm -hmm. cause problems uh and, and and that's my synopsis of social media and how it affects society but <laughs> but um if, if uh, let's say a certain group that wanted to make a certain point and swing uh, opinion uh, their way decided to make a video of the president saying something that wouldn't fly with a lot of people um, and you couldn't tell the difference uh, before maybe the fact checkers got to it or you know things like that, or maybe a foreign government of would would do something that could, I mean it could potentially I suppose cause a war or things like that um you know I, I that's that's problematic 
it's yeah. problematic. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, the fact that I couldn't, that I tried really hard and I couldn't tell the difference was, um, I was very concerned about that. Cause I, uh, that's terrible yeah. uh-huh. for somebody like you, who is truly an expert in this area. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this isn't also a question that you are an expert in this as well. Okay. What is your favorite beauty product by name? By name. You know what? I have it right here on my desk because I need to order more. Here it is. Big sexy hair. I don't know if you can see it. Let's see. I love that. That's one of my favorite hairsprays. This is, this is a, it's not hairspray. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I, I use big sexy hair as a hairspray. Okay. So my hair is not big or sexy. However, um, I, I'm from Texas and I do like big hair. I understand the value of it. And um, this is hair powder, which is awesome. So uh, I like this brand because you don't have to put very much and then you just kind of go like that. And then you got body that's going to last. And so is this um, like a dry shampoo? No, no, it is. It is powder play, big, sexy hair. This is hair powder. This is not shampoo. This is Make your hair big and be closer to God. That's what this is. <laughs> Tracy, where can people learn more about you? Oh, um, I am at bodylanguagetrainer.com and you can go there and you can find me on YouTube real easy and um, all, the, all the socials you'll find me. But yeah, bodylanguagetrainer.com. Awesome. And we will make sure to also put that in the show notes. Tracy, what? fun it's been. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And we look forward to following up when we hear that your show is going live and watching it. And for those that are interested in getting more information about Tracy, you can visit the show notes on www.therelaunchco.com under podcast, and you will find it all there. Tracy, Until next time, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.